Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Giants of the Faith podcast, where we explore some of the great figures in Christian history. I'm your host, Robert Daniels, and today we're going to talk about Jovi Ijovi Agonbi, a Nigerian pastor, evangelist, and educator who played a key role in the growth of Christianity in his country. As is sometimes the case with this podcast, I have to warn you that I will struggle with some pronunciations here. I did reach out to an Erhobu group on Facebook for help, but as of recording time, I haven't heard back. So if I mangle some of these words badly, please forgive me. Jovi Ijovi Agonbi was born in 1894 in Eku, Nigeria, into the family of Agadama Agonbi and Mrs. Ahuru Agonbi of Abraka in the present Delta State of Nigeria. Chief Adagama Agonbi was one of the paramount chiefs of his day, and he had five wives. Jovi was the first son of his father's second wife, and he grew up in a polygamous and pagan household. He was exposed to various traditional beliefs and practices, such as ancestor worship, divination, witchcraft, etc. However, Jovi had a thirst for knowledge and education, which led him to attend a school run by the Sudan Interior Mission a Christian missionary organization that has established a base in Eku in 1908. There he learned to read and write in both English and Erhobo, his native language, and he also heard the gospel message for the first time and became interested in Christianity. The Sudan Interior Mission was established by three men, Walter Gowans and Roland Bingham, both Canadians, and Thomas Kent from the U.S. The men had a vision to evangelize 60 million people in sub-Saharan Africa. The missions boards that they spoke to about this vision rejected them, claiming that sub-Saharan Africa was unreachable and a lost cause, and that their vision was a fantasy. When they could not get existing mission boards to buy into their vision, they set out on their own in 1893. Just a year later, in 1894, both Gowans and Kent were dead from malaria, and Bingham was forced to return to Canada, also because of malaria. Bingham eventually came back to Africa, but a second bout of malaria forced him to return home again. Another team, a third team, was sent, and SIM was successfully established, and it continues today, serving in 70 countries around the world. You might not know this, but Sub-Saharan Africa is already home to more Christians than any other defined region in the world, and by 2060 is projected to account for more than 40% of the world's Christians. I'd say their vision proved to be much more than just a fantasy. So in 1911, at the age of 17, Jovi felt the call of Christ on his life, and he was baptized by Reverend George Campion as Sim Missionary. He took the name Jovi, which means God is love in Erhobu, and he also adopted the surname Agonbi, which means the one who does not forget his people. His conversion was met with opposition and persecution from his family and his community, who saw it as a betrayal of their ancestral traditions. He was disowned by his father and kicked out of his home. He faced threats and attacks from his relatives and neighbors, who tried to force him to renounce his faith. And he suffered from poverty and hunger because he had no means to make a living. But he remained steadfast in his commitment to Christ, and he joined the SIM as a worker. He became an evangelist, traveling to various villages and towns to preach the gospel and plant churches. He also became an educator, teaching literacy and Bible classes to children and adults. He helped translate parts of the Bible into our hobo, and he wrote several hymns and songs in his language, and he translated many others from English. Jovi's ministry was fruitful and effective, 
as he won many souls for Christ and established many churches in Nigeria. He also trained and mentored many young Christians who became leaders in their own communities. He was known for his humility, generosity, compassion, and zeal for God's work. In 1927, he had married Ruth Ogenevwede Akaroji, a Christian woman from Ugeli. They had six biological children, and they adopted 20 more from different backgrounds. They raised them as their own and gave them each an education and spiritual guidance. In 1932, Jovi was ordained as a pastor by the SIM, and he became the first indigenous pastor of Eku Baptist Church. He served there for over 40 years until his retirement in 1974. He also held various leadership positions in the Nigerian Baptist Convention, such as vice president, treasurer, and chairman of the Evangelism Committee. He traveled all over Urhobu land by foot and bicycle, converting people to Christ. And as he visited locations where he thought a church should be planted, he would establish them and then appoint elders and overseers to continue the ministry there. The Kaysen family, who were missionaries from the Southern Baptist Convention in the United States, heard about the work that Jovi was doing, and so they helped funnel additional SBC missionaries to Eku to work with Agonbi, and he oversaw construction of a mission house there to accommodate them. He also helped establish a Baptist school in Eku, and then a Baptist hospital. Both desperately needed institutions. He died on June 6, 1984, at the age of 90. He was buried in Eku with full honors by the Nigerian Baptist Convention and the Sudan Interior Mission. His legacy lives on through his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, many of whom are serving God in various capacities. His life story has inspired many Christians in Nigeria and beyond to follow his example of faithfulness, courage, and love. I really enjoyed reading about and learning about Agonbi. He was somebody who worked for a long time in relative obscurity, doing hard work in a hard-to-reach place. Uh, But the work that he did continues to bear fruit today, and it will for generations to come. That makes him a giant of the faith. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.